You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 304. Today, we're going to look at how one podcaster is pulling off six-figure launches without advertising. This is freaking nuts. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over three million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to a special case study edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. This is a fantastic episode, not to be missed. This is my dear friend, Erica Vieira, who actually came into the studio. We had a fantastic conversation. She's amazing and shared her incredible journey, her story. She is the host of the YouTube Power Hour podcast, crushing it. And she helps influencers kick off and launch their career as influencers using the power of online video and YouTube. And however, what's so unique about what she does is she's using her podcast as such a powerful platform for her to attract influencers, to create amazing content, and she's using it to launch her products and programs. She's doing it without actual traditional launches. She's doing it without ads. And she's absolutely crushing it. And we had such an amazing conversation. She's so knowledgeable and has so much value to share that I just can't wait for you to dig in with me. So without further ado, let's play that interview with Erica Vieira right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here in the studio here at Wedmore HQ with today's special guest, Erica Vieira. Yes. Did I get your name right? You got it right. I mean, your last name? Yes, yes. Did I pronounce Erica properly as well? Yes. I hope. <laughs> Erica with a K. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? No, is it? Is it, it with is, a K? It is with a oh, K. Oh, okay, great. Which totally sounds different yeah. than with a C. Yeah, No one would does. ever know. Uh, thank you for coming down here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. We're going to get into some juicy stuff today, mm-hmm. most notably which, how you've been pulling off six-figure launches <laughs> without using Facebook ads. <laughs> Hey, that's pretty cool. We used some effects on the mixer today. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty impressive feat, but let's open that loop so mm-hmm. our listeners hear your entire story. And let's start first mm-hmm. with a little bit about what you do, yeah. who you help, how you help them, and how you got into this whole game. Got it. So I am the creator of the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp and the host of the YouTube Power Hour podcast. And I help women creatives and creative entrepreneurs 10x their growth on YouTube so they step into their influencer role and create a life and career doing what they love. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get into that? (laughs) That's like the million dollar question. So I had this idea of starting a podcast uh, about four years ago. That was the first thing. That was the first thing was my podcast. I had no interest. Where'd you get the idea to start a podcast? Exactly. So I actually used to do red carpet reporting in LA. No way. Yeah. For, For like who? So I worked with Maria Menounos. She had, I don't know if you know I'm who she is. To know those no, things. you don't have okay, to. Okay. <laughs> she is anything a, pop culture yeah, or okay. relevant to society, I won't know. Yeah. No, she's a like entertainment reporter, a very well known entertainment reporter, if you're in that world. Oh, of course. Know? Marina. <laughs> Maria. Maria. 
<laughs> but anyway, she has a network in LA and I would do red carpet reporting, interviews, podcast interviews, a whole bunch of stuff for her team. And How'd other, you get into that? Yeah. just We're like, just going to go all the way back. I know. You're going to go I was way three back. Years old. Yeah. Um, just living in LA. I went to college in LA. I thought I wanted to do broadcast journalism. Yeah. I decided I didn't want to do that. Mm. But I, being in LA... Isn't it crazy just, how like, that's kind of what you're doing today, by it, the way? It kind of is. Yeah. It is. Because I, I went to yeah. film school and there was a lot of people in broadcast journalism. Yes. So it's just funny to cross yes. over. But, yeah. but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So I did the same thing. I was like communication major thing. I want to be like a, a news anchor mm. or journalist and all that. And I was like, ah, and I decided to go into commercial real estate, which has really nothing to do with that. It's very similar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I also really love business, mm. marketing and sales and... And commercial real estate can suck. Oh, it can. I mean, it's the highs and the lows. I truly believe that my years in commercial real estate prepared me for everything, like Mm. everything and anything. I feel like I was doing the first day when you go to work, they're basically weeding out people. You know, you get paid at your brokerage there. at the brokerage, yeah. you get paid. And I was selling multifamily, so apartment buildings. So they basically try and weed out people. So mm-hmm. at the time, I don't know what they do today. This was like, I don't know how many years ago, 15 plus years ago. So they hand you an apartment book directory, which is basically a telephone book of all apartment buildings and their owners. And they're like, okay, 60 to 80 cold calls a day. There you go. No. Good luck. Good luck. So I did it. I did it. And it's, and you know, I would get hung up on, but then I would get getting meetings. I was getting listings. I was getting sales wow. after, I mean, I think my whole time in commercial real estate, I have to go back. Cause like, I needed to see how many years I think I was doing it for like four years, but I sold a little over $50 million worth of property. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I got in there and I was one of the youngest kind of high rising. I wasn't broker. I was an agent and I worked for a brokerage, but yeah. And what would you say are some of the skills and internal resources that you developed there that have allowed you to be successful in business? That's a good question. And no one's really asked me that question. It's a a great great question. It's a good question. Yeah. Because it's supreme confidence Mm. and not intimidation. I wasn't intimidated. I was calling multi, multi millionaires. You know, so so just to be clear, you weren't intimidated at all when you came in no. to the office here. And I immediately, when Erica walked into the front door of the office, I said, "No, thank you. No soliciting <laughs> here, please. We're not interested." And that didn't face. No, because I thought you were joking. I was, <laughs> well, like, I was. I was like, "You weren't talking about me." Be <laughs> <laughs> the person behind me. Yeah. Um, no. So it's that's one lesson yeah. that I learned. Is and not, what? And I love that. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Say that. And not what? Not being easily intimidated. Mm, so good. But you said mm-hmm. confidence too. Mm-hmm. So how would you define confidence? And how do you know when you're confident for yourself? Like yeah. what, what works for I you? I would just say having conviction in who you are and what you have to offer to the world. So Mm. I was always confident that when I was calling these apartment building owners that mind you were also getting maybe 10 to 12 calls a day that I was the best person for them. I was the person I had the best offer for them. I had the best buyer for them. I had to set that up in my mind in Mm -hmm. order to continue call after call after call being hung up on being told no being your seventh person who called me today i mean it was a grind and it's like i always tell people if you want to get like a great lesson is like in just work ethic Do some kind of telemarketing yep. like that. Do something like or, that. Or any type of that cold Cold selling. calling. Cold yep. calling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you first start off doing that and then I had deals and then obviously down the line, I wasn't doing it as much and I would be like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. But it really trained me that 
I can really do, you know, if I put my mind to it and anything, anything yeah. really. I love that. Um, and so I wasn't intimidated. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared of rejection. That's a big one. Mm. That's actually probably the biggest thing is not being scared of rejection because I was rejected all the time. Yeah. And you were okay. I was fine because <laughs> right? like it didn't you're... define me. Right. I knew that. Were you always that way when you when you started from the beginning or did that, did you have to develop that? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I think I definitely had a part of that already. Like because a lot of people quit within the first month, the first week, yeah. the first day. Yeah. And I think the people that stick it out, it is a natural inclination, but it really gets strengthened and refined. Mm-hmm. And that's right out of college. I don't know how old you are. Like. 22 yeah. yeah so no. just move fast forward because i'm i want to stay with this yes. fear of no fear of rejection and all mm-hmm. that stuff so you can see how, how that played out in starting an online business podcast oh yeah being your own influencer own expert and making offers and stuff were there times that you felt a big fear of rejection or do you feel like it was yeah there's definitely been times i mean the idea of starting this podcast so my podcast is interviewing very well-known you would say in the YouTube world, famous YouTube stars. So even asking them, you get rejection. So asking them, of course. So my initial thing is I literally kind of took practice from back in the day and I cold emailed, you know, hundreds of people. I was like, here's a podcast that's not even on this. And mind you, this was four years ago. Mm -hmm. And people weren't as into podcasts as they are today. Well, we started, I think we guys started about the same time with our podcast. Okay, yeah. I think I'll hit four years. Does that sound right? Four years? 20... 16? So I, no, 2015 for me. Okay. I kind of So that's going to be like five years. We're going into 2020. 14, 15, Is that right? I don't know. I'm not good with numbers. Do the math later, but but it's been at least four. (laughs) It's been a long time. Yeah. So at that time, a lot of people were like, like I'd get responses literally from these YouTubers that have, you know, 500,000 subscribers and they're like, podcast? (laughs) Like what, what do you mean? You know? And so I don't want to say it was before it's time because- People were interested in it when I launched it, but I think the idea was kind of novel and it was an idea that for me, it came to me because back to kind of my red carpet reporting days and all that, I was asked to go to something called VidCon, which... You know, for people listening, it's a big conference for YouTube creators Mm -hmm. and fans to meet YouTubers. So I was tasked to go there and interview people. And when I went there, I was, and mind you, I was also watching YouTube at the same time. I love beauty, love makeup. So I was kind of like familiar with it. But when I went there and I saw the reaction that people had, like fans and people were just crazy. I'm like, they were more crazy than the people I had interviewed on the red carpet, like Usher and these, you know, big stars. That's a real crazy thing because I've done mm-hmm. VidCon a few times yeah. and that was the same observation I had is, is you know, and this was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, whoa, wait a second. Like there are fans here that are bigger fans than like actual famous people. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you're like, something's happening. There, there's here. something new, something uh-huh. special. And this is the beginning of like our, our future. Yeah. So it took me a little while and I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, like there needs to be some type of platform or something sharing the behind the scenes. Cause to me, what was insane is that back in the day you needed to go to LA or New York if you wanted to be on camera, if you wanted to be famous. Now you can literally do it in the comfort of your mm-hmm. own home. And these people had the foresight to do it and create videos. And now they're famous. So it's like these stories are fascinating. Well, from someone who's been doing both video for a long exactly. time and now a podcast mm-hmm. for a long time, what was the decision behind choosing a podcast versus saying, well, I'll do it on YouTube? 
Good question. So I actually did both when I first started. Oh, okay. So I did do a video podcast when I first started. And it was so, just like Skype interviews or kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, from some of my early bird listeners, they'll remember that I had the interviews both on YouTube and mm. on the podcast. Okay. And for me, it was a decision to go to just podcasting because it was more of what was happening in my life. Like I got pregnant, we we're moving, we we're buying a house. There was so much going on that I realized I was like, okay, I'm just going to push off the podcast. And I actually did. I stopped the podcast completely. Uh, completely when it was like right when we were buying a house and we were moving and I was eight months pregnant and I was like, Ugh, I can't With do this. With the first or second? My first. Okay. And I wasn't making any money off of it. At that point, I think I'd been doing the podcast for over a year. I just, you know, every now and then I got sponsorship opportunities, but it wasn't like anything. Enough to write home about Nothing. it. Nothing. You yeah. know, it was just whatever. And I was like, I can't. So I just stopped it. I stopped it, I wow. think for at least six or seven months. But then there was something in me and I had so many people saying, where's the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, mm. I'm going to come back. I always had the intention of coming back, but I was always pushing it off and pushing it off. And I was like, why am I pushing it off? It's because I just, at the time, having a, a newborn and then a baby and then there's a lot of things happening, just like personal things and all that. I'm like, I just didn't feel like getting on a camera. Like, I didn't want to. I just... I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to deal with the tech and setting it up. I was like, Ugh. the makeup, the uh. makeup. It's true. I mean, it, like you don't, I uh, know, you, like you don't relate. But like for the women out there, I mean, and like I take my makeup seriously. Right. It's not like a ten minute thing. No. It's like lashes. It's the yeah. whole nine yards. Yeah. And so I was just pushing off, and I realized, you know what? I made this decision. I was like, I know that I'm talking about YouTube. It seems crazy not to be on YouTube. However. Ultimately, I knew that my audience loved these podcasts. Mm. And so I was getting messages like, where's the podcast? I miss it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I was like, do you know what? And then also, I got more downloads anyways, like downloads versus views on YouTube. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, do you know what? It will be so much easier for me yep. to just do the audio. What I'm hearing is that you answered a question that's a great question, which is, how do I give my people what they want in a way that works for me? Ooh. Yeah, that's exactly it. Then there yeah. you said much more succinctly yeah. than I did. No, but yeah. that's what you thought. Yeah. Just yeah. nod that's your head. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, took the words right out of my right. mouth. Right, and so so you got back into the podcast. So it was about six month hiatus. Yeah, and then you stayed with. Yeah, with that. I, and I've been pretty. So what I ended up doing with in regards to the podcast is I now do seasons. So I will take mm. like three months off. Tell me what it's like doing a season because I've never done that. It's no different than not doing a season. It's, the only thing is that when I'm... But for you, like, is it is it time off to like rest and reflect and so here's batch the, content or... Batch. I'm yeah. a big believer in batching mm. and I have to be realistic. At this point, I have two young children. I have a business that I'm running. I have a lot going on and I have had to make decisions that work for my... Mm -hmm. Like, like wh exactly what yeah. you said. I have to <laughs> give my people... I love that. What right. they want... Yes. While still working for me without driving myself crazy, without making me burn out and actually stop it. Right. So I decided after my first beta launch, I was like, I'm just going to do a season. I think, I think some of one of my a podcasts I was on, I saw she had seasons. I'm like, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a season. Like TV shows and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I didn't want to not have any content go out. So I was like, okay, so for like the next eight weeks, you're going to get the best of the best of the podcast. So I just replayed old episodes. Wait. What do you mean you just replayed them? I just replayed it. I re-uploaded them. On the podcast? Yeah. Wait, you could do that? 
Yeah. Wait, okay, hold on. Can Time you out. Not? Wait a second. <laughs> so you just took an older episode and then just re-released it? Yeah, I called it um I I there's a name that I said. I was like, I don't know, like uh Encore or something like that. Shut up, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I love like we're we we run a couple of masterminds and group coaching. And we're always sharing like from little tactics to like big strategies. And there's always like cool things that we're learning. And we just love that. But so I'm like, I'm just hearing this for the first time as an idea. Uh-huh. So you'll release an episode, you'll go through the whole season. And then instead of just like not airing Being dark, anything, I don't want to be dark. No, you'll just do you do like a new intro? Like, hey, guys, this is one of my favorite. I know. I did not have time for that. So I just did a blanket intro saying, hey, guys, so you're watching one of the most popular episodes. And if you haven't listened to it, then you're welcome. And if you have, I would recommend re-listening to it because there's so much in here. Are you hearing this, Diana? (laughs) Like, that's nuts. Well, here's why. Is it? Because to me, I was like, oh, yeah. Here's why. I'm, look, we're just coming up with stuff on the spot here. Mm -hmm. So so people can hear like how I think and how you're thinking, right? But we do a Monday episode every week. And I like that. I don't want to do seasons for that. Mm -hmm. But I don't always get to a Wednesday episode or a Friday episode. But we have four years of case studies and business tips. Amazing content. And instead of just not doing anything, we could bring back a business tip from three years ago. Yeah. It's freaking genius. Thank you. I'll take 5%, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 5%. 10%. 5% of uh, downloads. <laughs> Whatever. But today's episode is brought to you by Eric yeah. Go to her podcast. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's so good. Yeah, no, yeah. That's so good. I'm mm-hmm. sure someone else is going to go steal that idea too. Steal it. Hey, why not? Steal away. Steal away. I love, that's what I'm here for. I just love thinking like that though. Yeah. I just, I love it. It's like, it's creative and it's smart and it's leveraged and it's like, I don't want to waste time here and I want to provide value. Oh, so good. Okay. But anyways. in the moment, it's what I had to do. Exactly. Like I, for, for me to serve my beta members of yeah. my initial beta launch. You couldn't do the podcast and this. No, I had, a, I had a one and a half year old and a three month old at mm-hmm. home. I couldn't do it all. Yeah. Plus I was doing literally like I did over a hundred one-on-one coaching calls in like a month and a half. What? In my beta. As part of the beta fulfillment? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. This is, by the yeah. way, just for the record, pre-BBD. Pre-BBD. Because I would have never let you do yes. something like that, especially yeah. with two kids. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because you said something in the pre-interview that I think is really worth noting is that you had the second one on the way and you had to make... First, it was this decision of, do I continue the podcast or not? Mm-hmm. You said no, and then you got back on board with mm-hmm. it. But then there was a moment in time where with the second, where you... I was like, I either have to... I don't know if you can cuss here, but go poo-poo or get off the pot. You yeah, know? I like, like poo-poo or off yeah, the pot. Yeah, poo-poo or off the pot. I mean, you can cuss, but that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you know, with the second, it's like, okay, this podcast, as much as I enjoyed it and as much as my audience loved it, yeah. it wasn't making me any money. I wasn't monetizing You were like it. at least two years in at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at least two years, two and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, at least two years. So, so just imagine that, guys, you're you're creating this amazing stuff. You're getting followers and mm-hmm. listeners, getting great feedback. And then you just kind of realize one day, this isn't making me... It's not making me... Like, yeah. people are benefiting from it, which is amazing, which is why I continue doing it, which is why I started in the first place. Right. I want to inspire women to be able to live the life that they want mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to start a YouTube channel, do whatever they want, right? Yeah. But, but it does need money to keep it going. It does. And you and better be leading by example. Exactly. Yeah. And so I made the decision, and this is something interesting too, is that part of me was like, well, I should maybe go back onto YouTube, 
maybe I don't do the podcast. Like these are these are things I'm thinking about, right? Maybe I don't get on the podcast and I go on YouTube and then I really, because I know what it takes to grow on YouTube. Like I know exactly what I need to do. I'm going to just turn out content after content and like really spend the next year or two growing. So then ultimately my end goal that what I wanted to do is I wanted to coach women on their YouTube channels. I said, because, you know, once I hit 100,000, then I can say, hey guys, look at what I did and I can help you do it. And then I decided, I was like, wait a minute. I don't need to go through all that. Mm. Why can't I just, nobody is saying I can't just go out and do it on my own yes, now. Yes, I like this thinking much mm-hmm. better. <laughs> and say, hey, you know, and that maybe I'll just go ahead and try. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. See if anybody decides to join. And the thing is, though, like prior to that, people had always asked me, are you going to, you know, people really resonated with me on the podcast. They've been listening to me. Like, you know so much about YouTube. Are you going to do you help women? Do you help people? So you're already getting that. I was getting that. Yeah. People like, do you have a course? Do you have something? And I literally did just did not. What was have- your thinking at that time? Because it's funny to be like, well, I love this thing, but it's not making me any money. Mm-hmm. But people are almost saying, can I give you money? Basically, yeah. My thinking was, I need to do it. Okay. And and so, but that I thought- But you had said no up until that- It's not that I said no. It was in the back of my mind. I always thought maybe I'll mm. do it, but I'll be honest, it was like this imposter syndrome. I yeah. wasn't on YouTube. I didn't have a YouTube channel that had hundreds of thousands of subscribers. So it seems like an unconventional thing for me to do, mm-hmm. even though at the same time, I was really confident in my abilities to do that. Yeah. I was like, well, then I have to prove that to people. Well, I was like, why do I have to prove that to people? Why can't I just do it and then prove it to people? So that that's what I did. That's how I did my first beta. And I got, I don't know, I can't remember. I think 60 something people. 60 people, how much? 60, it was like, yeah, it was around, well, the total, I'm not that good with numbers, but I do remember, okay. I usually remember how much I make. That's what I do remember. Around between like 30, $35,000. It was about 35,000 from mm-hmm. this first one. How did that feel? Were you like, did it exceed your expectations? Yeah, it did. Because I was, I was like, I was going to be happy with like, 10,000. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I threw it out there and I didn't just throw it out there because I don't want to say that because when I, I'm the kind of person when I decide I'm going to do something, I want to do it all the way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to just throw it out there. So I did. I, I talked about it on my podcast. I collected emails. I sent out a ton of emails, marketing emails. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my background in sales and marketing, I have a knack for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I sent out emails. I mean, my offer was freaking irresistible. Right. So it's like, like I said, I did. So, you know, I offered, it was literally like. I will come to your house yeah. and I will personally make all your videos <laughs> I, for I mean, you. Practically. While was, giving you a back massage while you're. At the same time. Yeah, and, the a, same and time. a pedicure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like six. I think it was, it started no. off as six weeks. No, six, eight weeks of uh, weekly coaching calls. Yep. Plus. Everyone got a one-on-one coaching session. Depending on the package, right. you got two one-on-one coaching sessions or you got three. And then I extended it because at the end of it, people were like, oh, we're not done. I was like, okay, so for like another like 80 bucks, we can do it for another like, you know, five weeks and did and more coaching. And people bought that. And then people bought more of my one-on-one sessions because then everybody was talking about it in the Facebook group. Man, and then all of a sudden you're just like off to the races and yeah. you've got a business. Well, and well, not just that is I have a business, but I also have amazing testimonials. Yep. Like, Which just feels more sales. Oh, I mean, amazing. People go so from, you know, zero to 20,000 subscribers, zero to 50,000 subscribers, yeah. like, you know, viral videos, million views. I mean, I had some amazing success stories, but here's the thing in the back of my mind, I always knew that's what would happen. Like going back to the beginning, I, I have confidence in my mm-hmm. abilities yeah. and I always knew that I had a very 
innate understanding of what works on YouTube through interviewing mm -hmm. hundreds of women, very successful women, but also my experience doing the red carpet reporting. Yeah. I also studied acting for almost oh, did you yeah, really? a year and a half for Meisner acting technique while I was oh, doing commercial real estate. Wow. I always needed a creative outlet. So I did like deep Meisner acting. Is that technique. like method acting? Yeah. Wow. Kind of like you like, you pull from your own experiences. Yep. And so like at the drop of the hat, you can cry because you're pulling from mm. like, deep experiences. I realized like that wasn't my thing. I didn't really want to be going on auditions all over LA. I did that thing for a little bit. I was like, ugh, that's not my scene. Oh, yeah. So then I did the red carpet reporting, but I have these interesting experiences that all my life. led to what you do today. Yeah. Isn't that? I'm Which is unconventional. Thing. It doesn't make sense. No. I didn't grow. I didn't personally grow a YouTube channel. What I say is though, I've grown hundreds of YouTube channels, mm. my students at this yeah. point, but it seems unconventional and looking at me. Face well, you couldn't have planned it this way, right? That's no, what you mean. YouTube wasn't even around. Exactly. I've told this exact same story yeah. where I was in like such a breakdown in high school because all my friends, I didn't have any friends, but they all... <laughs> They all knew exactly what they wanted to do with their lives. Yeah. I mean, like one wanted to be like culinary school, professional yeah. chef, lawyer, doctor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea. And then one day it hit me, like, because I was doing YouTube and video for so long. I was like, that stuff wasn't around back then. It wasn't. How could you know what you want when the thing that you want isn't even a thing yet? Right. And I look at all the other things. We call it the leapfrog phenomenon. Okay. All these other things in your past that led you there, that equipped you for it, like acting mm -hmm. gets you good on camera the red carpet got you good at interview skills mm -hmm. you know and the commercial all real estate the rejection gets you the, the sales mm -hmm. the rejection the confidence Marketing. and it all prepares you for this and why i share this is because for anybody listening what we tend to forget is when you hear these stories of others and it's the same with everybody what if that's your journey as well? And right now, what you're going through is just simply preparing you for what's next. Mm -hmm. But we're sitting there like, no, I want to be at the finish line. I want to be at that thing already. And it's like, maybe there's something right here that you need to learn that it's preparing you for. So here's just a thought for our listeners. Mm -hmm. But here's a question for you. Where's your confidence level at now, now that you have the reinforcement and feedback of hundreds of testimonials? Is it, is it even more now? It's just, it's crazy. Cause when you get to the next level, then you're like, okay, you know, I've hit six figures. I've hit, you know, I want to get, I want to be like a James Wedmore. You know, I want to get no, you seven don't. figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? But you know, I want to get to that next level. And then that's where yeah. you're kind of like, you, I mean, I'm very confident in my abilities. Yeah. To, in what I do and how I help my students and what I've done so far. Mm -hmm. But there's always this unknown. And yeah. every now and then I'll catch myself doing like a little bit of comparisonitis, I call oh, it, or, yeah. you know, a little bit of that imposter syndrome. And it affects everybody. Now. It's so bad. Yeah. And it's like, as you get to that next level, I'm like, okay, for the, for the long, well, for the longest time, it was like a, a year. I was like, I wanted to have a six figure launch. And then I did. And now I'm like, Ugh. well, I mean, the next step is to like, seven figures. I'm like, yeah. how am I going to get there? Like, that just seems crazy. Would I be able to do this again? And so then you start getting these, these it doubts. Is, it is weird because like people want all these things that mm -hmm. they want and then they get them. And all it does is create more problems mm -hmm. in the sense of like, well, now do I have to do this? And what does that look like? It's so funny. Yeah. And we just, we just, as humans, like, What's well, the fear of the unknown? It's like you don't really know what's around yeah. the corner. You don't know really how that next launch. And right. you're always questioning, well, maybe that was a fluke or maybe it was just like timing. But that's what maybe. I'm saying. That's such a common thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I want this thing so bad. And it's, it's like you set your sights on it for so long and then bam, you get it. And you mm -hmm. think like, 
oh, that's supposed to make you all happy. And of course we know it's not. But what does it do? It just replaces. Well, it definitely made me happy. I mean, I was definitely happy. Don't <laughs> well, get me wrong. <laughs> we can we can talk about if money makes us happy or not. But Well, you, not just the money. Right. It's like setting a goal and really oh, yeah, going no, for it. Right. But yeah. what I'm saying is and then at the same time, the next day we're like, what if it doesn't last? What yeah. if I can't sustain it? What yes. if that was just a fluke? And it's like, jeez. Make yeah. up your mind. Do you want this or not? You're right. Yeah. And I'm um, definitely going through that a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest. But what I also yeah. got a sense was, is that like you had a lot of clarity and vision from like when you started this and made the decision mm-hmm. and then you kind of get to a level and it's like, oh man, sometimes I don't know if I have the clarity and for what that next thing even looks like. Yeah. Like when we catch up to our vision, then the question becomes, have we still been yeah. casting a bigger vision yeah. now and then we catch up to it and it's like, now what? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, next season. Yes. Yes. Of the podcast. <laughs> of the, of and your I life. I also think it comes with like really listening to your instincts. And that's one lesson mm. that I've learned because throughout my journey of what I've done so far, yeah. I have listened to my instincts, even when it didn't really make sense. It didn't make sense not to be on YouTube. It didn't really make sense for me to start a YouTube course without being on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. All these decisions that I made, but I had to listen to my instinct because I knew what was right for me, like yeah. exactly what you said, yet still serving my people at the same time. That's so good. So mm-hmm. we've got this beautiful story with all these lessons for everyone that's been paying attention. And I just want to touch briefly on what really we started all of this. I mean, that was the 28 minute loop we started was, so how are you doing six figure launches without paying for any advertising? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. The podcast, clearly. The pot, well, and it's really knowing your student, your, mm-hmm. your person, your, your people, like really knowing them inside and out. And I think that's how I distinguish myself from some of the other YouTube people in the sense that I really, really, really know women YouTube creators. I'm very familiar with that. I know what they go through and I know what they need and I know what they need from me and I know what they need to be successful. So I just, I have an innate understanding. And like earlier, you kind of, we said a little bit and I said, you know, I did a hundred something plus coaching calls, but I have to say, I don't regret that. No, because by doing that, I really understood Mm -hmm. them so, so, so well while still being able to help them and, yeah. and everything. And so really understanding what they what they want and giving them what they want and building an audience through my podcast. But you also, I think it's also important to note, you're not really doing a launch in the, in the natural sense of things of like, you didn't do like a three-part video series. You're not doing no, webinars. I didn't, have, I didn't have time. I didn't have time to do that. You know, I had two little kids. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. Are born some of the greatest opportunities. Yeah. This is so beautiful. So like, obviously, and I love it. And it's so important that you say that, like, you know, your audience mm-hmm. more than everybody else. And that's going to give you such a competitive advantage. Giving us some tacticals. How do you get your listener that you know so well to then, you know, hand over money? Well, it's by... Well, okay. Okay. Here's what I've, yeah. I'm getting a sense of. Yeah. You are taking for granted <laughs> what it is that you're doing and almost thinking it's like too simple. Therefore, come on, this is such like, doesn't everybody do this? And I feel like there's some things that you're doing on your show yeah. and getting people enrolled in okay. the program that's really simple, but obviously effective. So a few things. One is that I was creating content for a really long time without asking for anything in return. 
Mm-hmm. I was literally just serving them with my content. Yep. So I had people at that point who had been listening to me every single episode, week after week, even the replays, and <laughs> for two years. Yep. So at that point, even without a sales page or a webinar or anything, they were ready. They were ready to buy. Right. So a lot of it is creating content. And I don't want to sound like it like you know, like, oh yeah, duh, create content. But like truly like knowing who your audience is and creating content for them mm-hmm. without anything in return, just to serve them. Yeah. So I served them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe too long, but that was just my life. I was having kids. I was, you know, yeah. I was working. Before, you know, I was like doing all these things. And I don't want anyone to hear this to say, okay, I have to create, create content, free content for two, for years. two to no. three years yeah. before I can do anything because we know a lot of people that don't. Exactly. But you can you can change someone's life with one episode. Yeah. And we've seen that done. We've had that happen. Mm-hmm. But it's two things so far that we're hearing, you know, know thy audience and serve the crap out of them. Exactly. But then what? Yeah. So like, what did you do so even in like the, your the last episodes. launch? Yeah. Well, so... What I thought was like, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want with it, right? Confidence. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I utilized every single podcast because I knew people were listening to it. And with podcasts, a little bit different than YouTube is that for the most part, people will listen to the entire episode. Right. Whereas YouTube, people- Five minutes in and it's like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So podcast is a very intimate experience Mm -hmm. and people were listening. So I had sponsors when I first started podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to have any sponsors. I'm going to be my own sponsor. So I created a commercial and I took my beta. So, okay, I was, okay, let me, there's so much I can say. I know, see, here it comes. That first beta launch was really, really, really important because I got- a ton of testimonials. Yes. Like I underpromised, overdelivered. I was doing group coaching every week, one-on-ones. Like these people, like I knew them. I felt like on my last coaching call, like we were all crying. I'm like, oh my it's God. Over. I know. And actually I ended up creating a membership site where they can continue on and so pay monthly good. in between the the launches. But so I, you know, I have a survey after every you know, boot camp. It's called my Zero to Influence YouTube boot camp. And I asked people, would you be willing to uh, give a testimonial? Even people that didn't say yes, I still asked them. Um, I asked everybody, would you, would you be willing to give a testimonial? And everybody's like, yes. And then I got audio testimonials. I didn't give video testimonials at that time. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I did, but now I'm getting a bunch of great video testimonials. Yeah. But I got a bunch of audio testimonials. So what I did is I created a commercial and it's, it's a really great commercial. Mm. Like I wish we could play now. It's good. We should totally play it. Uh, how long, how long <laughs> long is it 30 seconds oh okay let's let if we get it let's play it right now without hesitation i signed up for erica's boot camp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life because of this boot camp i was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over ten thousand views on one of my videos before this boot camp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Boot camp is for you if you, like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the boot camp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the boot camp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the boot camp. During the time of the boot camp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed a thousand subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 
30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers, and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week, I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself, let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks, and strategies, but are just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp. So that's the commercial. That's the commercial, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, a bunch of people talking about their experiences, dramatic music, me talking about it. So I play that in every single episode and I play around with it. I did it in the middle sometimes, sometimes at the end, sometimes at the beginning. My podcast, I can do whatever I want. I was yeah. my own sponsor. Yeah. And when you're not open, you you send people to a wait list. Yes, so, so in between launches, yeah. it says, you know, go to my waitlist mm -hmm. and sign up for the waitlist because you are going to be the first to be notified. Yep. And I honored that. I told the, the people on the waitlist were the first to be notified and they got kind of first access to getting their spots in early and all that. So yeah, I was building up my waitlist and it's just like a Google doc. And I literally <laughs> would go in to each person and add their name. No. And yeah, yeah. I actually still do that. Do you Wait, know why? No. I still do that. That's <laughs> Wait, like mean, the one thing you I You don't still use do. like an auto. Not like for a, that. For the wait list. I'm all about understanding my people. So I make them fill out a really long form. On the wait list? Yes. Oh, wow. So they fill out a form saying like, how did you hear about me? Why oh, are you interested? So good. Are you willing yeah. to invest money in this program? Yeah. What is your biggest problem? So I'm always mm -hmm. gathering data from my people. Yeah. It's just not even for the sake of just... I just am interested. That's why I started the podcast oh, in the yeah, first no, place. You know, I'm very interested. I want to know how I can always help them and help them better. So I make them fill out this wait list and then I manually add that into, I was using MailerLite at the time. Now I'm in Kajabi. So, okay. so you're yeah. adding it into there. Okay. Yeah. So I had my commercial mm -hmm. and then I had testimonials as well. So I just kind of threw those testimonials everywhere on my Facebook group, Instagram, do you have any guests come on like like what I'm doing? Yes. Okay. So that was the other thing is I did is I had my success stories come on. Yeah. And when you have somebody coming on your podcast saying, Erica changed my life. I went from working a full-time job, not knowing what I was doing on YouTube to now I have over half a million subscribers and I am the number one person in my niche. Wow. I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I, I mean, I love it. And for me, it's like I get so emotional about it because... 
if I would have not, I had that confidence of knowing that I could really, really help people. But if I let fear overtook me and I didn't do it, I wouldn't have changed these women's lives, right? Yeah. Women that now have a silver play button, which for people that don't know, it's a... You know what? I still need my silver play button. This is how long ago? Honky. Wait, how long ago did you, did you get, get 100,000? I got 100,000 subscribers. How like, long ago? Years ago. But they still... Yeah, exactly. They never sent it to me. Well, no, you should reach out to YouTube. You should have that. I know. I've wanted one so badly. Please, no. someone give me... I'll take someone else's... You're freaking James Wedmore. I Just... never got one. <laughs> and I, I wonder if it was because I moved the dresses and they send it to... I oh, that'd be awful. Imagine somebody else getting your silver play button and they're and selling they just, it on eBay. And the, or or they're like saying, look, I'm a guru. With no, but you can't though. You have... I mean, you have to have a channel with 100,000 subscribers. There's like yeah. evidence there. But no, but people do sell them, I've heard, like on places, which is crazy. Why would someone sell I don't know. It's okay, stupid. Sorry. But anyways, you know... I, if when you have people coming on your podcast saying, you know, in six months, I'm here, I'm at a hundred thousand or, you know, I'm on my way. I quit my job. So So the people, you know, I knew that were just getting massive results. I asked them to be on the show and they were for them. Most of them were just like, Oh my God, like, thank you. Because they had been listening to the show for forever. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, this is science for some people were like, this was like on my vision board, like this to be all interviewed on your podcast. And I tell that the people when I'm going through my launches, like I want you right now who's listening to me. I want to interview you on my podcast. My goal, my vision is to have every single guest on my podcast be one of my students. It's awesome. Yeah. So I brought them on board. Well, so then let's go to like when you're going to open the doors to your program. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Uh, How do I know that it's open? And how do I go? Like, what do you do to get me to buy it? Tell them on the podcast. You just say, hey, guys, the doors are open. Yeah, I sent an email. I I tell them on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, no, no. I I think this is what I learned after I sent up. Okay, so my first official launch after my beta was a few months after I enrolled into Business by Design. Mm -hmm. So... I think there was something that like I learned in there. Oh, you said something about like, give them a date and tell them about that date and getting really excited about that date. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So <laughs> you're I, just going to get on. Hey guys, by the way, yeah, ha- happy Monday. And yeah, we're here's open. a date. No, 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 no. No, I know. But that's you, what you were going to do. Yeah. I would know. I was going to kind of like tease it or whatever. And so I did a whole thing around that. I was like, here's the announcement. The next boot camp is yes. this date, right? Like here's you're just going right for the offer. Like this is what's. Crazy to me. Yeah. Because like, you're not saying like, hey, you're, boot, you're talking about boot camp is the paid program. Yeah. And every, yeah. that's what people want to be. That's what, why I beat around the bush. Yeah. I mean, we need to get on another call to talk about this separately. <laughs> but I just want everyone to hear that like, you're technically, you have no pre-launch content other than the podcast itself. Yeah. No. What yeah. do you mean by yeah. no, no. <laughs> that's just so nuts. So like when you joined Business by Design. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about it and get into it? I think I got, so I'm a podcast listener. Mm -hmm. And so I think I got some kind of ad or something. I was like, okay. And I listened to a couple of your podcasts. I was like, oh yeah, I like him. I like what he's doing. And And then did you go right to the sales page? To be honest, I was like a little bit confused because you had this movie going thing. And I was like, what is this? Is this it? So I watched it and I realized, oh no. That's what I'm telling And so, and, and, and this is amazing because yeah. I just think there is a world. Okay. I just want to, I don't know if everyone hears what I'm hearing, but what Erica has been doing is six figure launches by talking on her show, her mm-hmm. podcast, and then yes, teasing a date, but then saying today's the date. My program is open. Here's the link. And you just send them to a sales page. Yeah. Sales page. Yeah. yeah. Did you even mm-hmm. have a sales page in the beta? I, uh, or just like a, I think I 
Honestly, I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I can't but, remember. But at least now the there's The first a- official launch year was a sales page. And I loved my sales page. Yeah. I was like super proud of it because, no, I didn't. Because my first sales page had all the testimonials. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I just was so proud of it because I had like, and then I, I yeah. read somewhere where someone was like, you know, you don't want to have too many testimonials. I'm like, that's BS. Who doesn't want too many testimonials? And I just like put testimonial to testimonial. And part of it was also a little bit of like, I can't turn around and say, look at me. I got to 100,000 subscribers in a year because a lot of people right, use their right. own story. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to like this is testimonial who, to testimonial help to testimonial. Help yeah. So many different types of women, so many ages, so many niches. And, and here's another point on all that. It's not that I thought about it, but in retrospect, it's like when I'm, and you asked this question, how'd you get interested in my program? Like me being all over the place, so busy, just doing so many different things. Like I just don't have time to sit there through a launch. Like if I want it, I make that decision. Like I listen to podcasts while I'm doing other things. And if I like the person, sometimes I'd be like, are they offering something? What it is? And I will get frustrated when I see like, yes. oh, I have to but go Erica, some, I hear you, <laughs> yeah. but not that's your me. learning style yeah. and that's your temperament. And yes. you're right. Not everyone's like you. Mm-hmm. And there are fact finders, people that need to know all the details yeah. and they love to take that time. So let me give in mind because what we're hearing and unpacking here, which is just a testament to you, your mm-hmm. program and what you've done is that you do a weekly podcast, not every week because the seasons. And then you just say, Hey, the doors are open and you're sending basically people to a sales page mm-hmm. and you're having six figure launches straight from there yeah. and with no advertising. That is unbelievable. That's huge. That's crazy. And I had you watch a movie and then you're like, uh, you, you know, the videos. I liked your movie though. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Boom. Yeah. And then, but yeah. So like I would say 80% of the people who join, yes, there are people that are just like, no, no, I mean, just give it, give me the link. Yeah. But I would say more than 80% of our customers that join watch our free content at least once. Yeah. Well, especially if it's a cold audience. Yeah, exactly. Keep in mind, yes. my audience, I never use ads. And this is so also, this is great because it's almost turning into like an awesome coaching opportunity here. But that like where some of that, like what's the next level look like mm-hmm. is where's the opportunity to like broaden the reach in the audience and reach more audiences even faster. That's like my next 2020. Yeah. Like my 2020 is all about visibility. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you can tell me something. No, I I just like, (laughs) I'm just sitting here saying, holy cow, I wonder how much bigger her launches are going to get when she's actually doing like pre-launch content and combining that with paid ads and getting affiliates on board for it. And you're sitting here saying like, oh, the the idea of a seven-figure launch is coming. Well, there you go. There's your... There's your ticket. So I did do, I have to say, I did do a webinar, my most recent one. Oh, you did do that one. Okay, great. So my most recent one, that went good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was like, like maybe 20,000 more in sales than the other launch. Well, be grateful. Yeah, no, no, that's great. No, that's amazing. No, no, don't get me wrong. That's absolutely amazing. But you went up in. But here's the thing. It was like, for me, it was kind of a lot of work to put together that webinar Yes, but where was the majority of that work spent? On the freaking webinar. The, the slides, slides. Which you'll never have to do again. Yeah. And you get to reuse that. Yes, that's and true. And it works. That's, that's, that's true. That's yes. true. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. I know. Do it once and then you have it again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. You're true. right. It's a lot of work. I'm, it did I was take, working on slides when you came in here. Yeah. I know. Trust I mean, me, it I know. took. It was my first ever, ever slide. So I was like, oh, how do I use, what's that program on Apple? Keynote. Keynote. <laughs> I'm like, how do I use Keynote? Like, I'm this not, is amazing. I'm not um, a tech person yeah, either. Yeah. And here's the other thing. One thing I do want to address that we haven't addressed Let's at address all it. is that 
the other thing that allowed me to do my beta, yeah. and this is something you talk about all the time, and I really just like 100% agree with you on this, is you have to outsource and hire a team. Mm-hmm. So I hired a podcast manager at Good that time. You. And when I hired the podcast manager, I was like, okay, I can do my beta and my whatever and create mm-hmm. the course and all that stuff. What's so your team? Big. What's your team like today? Okay. So I, I, I kind of have a lot of people. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not. Yes. I'm not good at tech. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not my thing. Yep. So I have a podcast manager. I have a graphic designer. I have two assistants. I have, whenever I do a video, I have somebody that helps with video, video mm-hmm. editor. I just hired a Pinterest manager. I used to do my own Pinterest. Am I missing anybody? I think that's it for now. <laughs> yeah. looks, Have you gone yeah. through the the team module? Yeah, I did oh. go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that helpful at all? Yeah. Yeah. It was helpful. You yeah. know, what's funny is because we can see the analytics of everybody like viewing in the program. Yeah. It is by far the least viewed module of the entire program. I think that is one of the most important. That's a game changer. I know. Don't get me yeah. started. Don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. It is the most important thing. It's beyond a game that, changer. That like no one thinks they need. And I use that, inf- not use your information, but it's something that I teach my own students and my mm-hmm. coaching clients. I'm like, you have got to hire an editor. Like, yeah. what? you're crazy. You're doing all this YouTube stuff. You're uploading four videos a week and you're not hiring an editor. Yeah. Well, it's so, cheaper if I do it myself. Really? Well, it's not, that's <laughs> not the only thing. It's like, well, no one can do it as good as I do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's not even... It's like, I bet you they can, actually. Yeah, they probably can, <laughs> do it but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. To, to get it off your plate and someone do it 70% as good as you can, it's, it's still better than you doing yeah. it yourself. So that has been for me as, you know, it's a game changer. It's, it's having a team and I'm Because out of necessity, you had to. Out of necessity. Like, I have to. Like, yeah. I, I can't... I even... I did hire somebody finally like to do my slides. I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. To do the graphic design. And that's so easy because, well, I have a little process for it. I just do an Evernote file and I just put all my content in there and I hand it to somebody and I'll give them like a design mm-hmm. angle. Like here's kind of like the colors and the font choices. Yeah. And then it's just like, just go. I did that. Too. Yeah. Except I use Google Doc. I did the same mm-hmm. thing. I had it all written out and I was kind of doing it myself. I was like seeing there slide by slide. I was like, oh, I was like two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? So over this. Yeah. Not even that. I'm just like so over this. You yeah. know, I don't enjoy this. Yeah. So I was just like hired. I, I, I hired somebody and she was great. So awesome. Okay. This is amazing. What a great conversation. Yeah. And I really appreciate you coming into the office. I, I, to of share. course. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having of me. Of course. You know, you shared so much and from so many different perspectives. And I really got a lot. I know our listeners are going to love this. So, mm-hmm. by the way, before I ask you our last question, for our listeners, please make sure, and we'll link up all of your information on the show notes. So your podcast, podcast again. Yes, yes. Name, name again. It's the YouTube Power Hour Podcast. YouTube Power Hour Podcast. Mm-hmm. How do we find you on the Instagrams? My handle is at Beauty in the Vlog. Beauty in the Vlog. So that was my first that, yeah. podcast name. Right. I renamed it the YouTube Power Podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, things like that always show like our roots, know, like where I we know. came from. I um, wanted to change it, but a part of me is like, eh. I don't know. Yeah. And then anywhere else you want to send people? You can go to my website, ericavira.net, where you'll Mm -hmm. see the podcast. And now I am doing video podcasts. Awesome. So I'm coming back all around. The next season, more visibility getting out there. Love it. So we're going to link all that up in the show notes. And what I'm going to request to our listeners is to reach out to Erica, especially like a DM or something. I love DMing. To share what was your biggest takeaway that she shared with you. Let her know because she took time out of her very busy schedule to give to you guys. 
you know, she doesn't get paid for this. We don't like, you know, have compensation. No, so she's giving not. back to you guys. And she came all the way down here to do this. So, you know, I know that it's going to make a world of difference here when you share her, which piece of information that Erica shared today that made the difference. So I would appreciate if you guys did that. Okay. Last question. Cause you talked about so many things. Yeah. What final message or thoughts do you have for somebody that may be struggling with either something like confidence or they still have a fear of rejection and they wish they could just have you bottle up a little essence of Erica that they could like drink every morning? What, what advice do you have for that person? So I would say if you're someone who's listening to this podcast or you're in business by design, like you have an idea, right? You have a business idea. You have a course that you want to teach and there, there's a reason why you're doing that, right? You're, you're probably very highly skilled in that area. You might be scared about like this whole launching thing or this whole like content creation thing, but you know that you're really good at whatever it is that you do. I, whatever. I don't, I've seen so many different types of courses in, mm-hmm. in your program. And so that is important. Take that. See, for me personally is I know that my program, my coaching is the best out there for female YouTube influencers. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I have that type of confidence. So whenever I do get a little bit of imposter syndrome or whatever it is, I go back to that and knowing that what I have to offer and my, you know, my knowledge and all that is the best. And I would be doing a disservice if I got in the way of that. Mm, Because my goal is to, my goal is ultimately to change a million women's Mm, lives who want to be on YouTube. And I know I have that confidence, whether it's true or not. Other people might disagree with me. They're like, no, it's not. But I believe that. And I truly believe that. And that's where I always go to. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would recommend. I really love that too. And I know there'll be some people that are like, oh, but I don't feel that way. I don't know if it's good enough. And I doubt that. And so the piece I want to add to that, because I Mm -hmm. think what Erica is saying is so important, is if there is any doubt, like if I could say on a scale one to 10, 10 being absolute confidence and certainty, where do you fall in terms of how much you believe in your program? Like 10 plus. It's a 10, right? So if anybody was below a 10, like even if it was a nine Mm -hmm. or an eight or a seven, The next question I would ask you is on a scale of one to 10, how much confidence do you have in your commitment to helping your students? Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. And if you're not all at a 10, well, that's a simple like values reorientation or prioritization. But what I'm getting at is if whatever you lack in confidence in your program, your course, you can make up for in the confidence you have in your commitment to do whatever it takes to serve your students. Because if your course or your program or your framework isn't perfect yet, and I put that in a big fat air quotes, Mm -hmm. because perfection is an illusion anyways, you can compensate with your commitment to do whatever it takes to make it better or to serve your students. You know, if you're about to launch that beta or the first program and you're like, I don't know if this is gonna help everyone, are you willing to figure it out with them? Are you willing to get on the amount of calls that Erica was able to get onto to figure it out with them? And at the end of the day, me getting to know my audience and getting to know so many people in different niches, what matters to most to customers is that they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And if you lead with that commitment, you lead with that caring, if you lead with that investment in them, that confidence will get there. You agree? Oh, that was so good. That was so well said. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Wow. That was okay. amazing. Well, she agrees. So yeah, hundred percent. There you go. It's true. It's so much about the. It's true. It's about the commitment. Yeah. Because without the commitment, even if you have confidence, and like you said, commitment to helping and serving, mm-hmm. it's that's yeah. everything. It's like 
Okay, well, we'll make it better. Well, maybe it isn't perfect. Well, let's make it better. Let's, oh, I didn't solve this problem for you, or I didn't get answered that question. Mm -hmm. You still don't understand this concept? Oh, I'll make a video on it. I'll I'll help, you know, it's like going the extra mile to make it good enough. You know, nothing starts out perfect anyways. It's progress. And that's how you end up with your course. It's really feedback. It's that commitment. It's adding this, adding that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Feedback. Okay. Thank you, Erica. Thank you to our listeners. You guys are amazing. Stay tuned for the next episode. Next time, same bat place, bat channel here in Laguna. It's just <laughs> ended you. awkwardly like that. That was awesome. Thanks, James. Take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.